morning. <laughs> the world around us is always trying to find hope. People look to things, others, and feelings to find hope. The world tries to make hope. The theme for this second Sunday in Advent is about hope, true hope. This true hope is not just to desire with expectations of attainment or fulfillment. It is to build on trusting God's character and love. In the season of Advent, we look back on the hope of creation who was born as a baby, and we look forward to his return. The true hope is found in Jesus. Long ago and long before Jesus' birth, Jeremiah the prophet said, Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I fulfill the good promise that I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah, in those days and at the time, I will cause a righteous branch to sprout up for David, and he will administer justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell securely, and this is what she will be named. The Lord is our righteousness. Light shines in the darkness, no matter how dark the world may seem. Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son, shines brightly. We hold the light of our world in our own hearts, and we are called to carry it into the world. So as we light this candle as a symbol of hope, Jesus is the hope of the world. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, we hope for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, <laughs> but we live in the night. You will know that I am the Lord. Those who put their hope in me will not be put to shame. May we remember and share the light of true hope that his kingdom comes and his will be done on earth and in us and in it. If you're a first-time uh, person here this morning, guest here this morning, my name is Craig. I am uh, the preaching pastor or the, or the lead pastor. Uh, and we're in a sermon series uh, over Advent, preparing for Christmas. We're calling A Wonderful Life. Uh, it's a wonderful life with Jesus, kind of our own little take on, on that piece of it. And before I go any further, we kind of introduced it last week. I just do need to say to you, uh, we, we, are, we try to be very careful with uh, copyright kinds of things. And we have licenses and all kinds of things. For most of the stuff we would show in this particular case it didn't show up so we actually searched it and so uh, it's in it's in the public domain so if some of you are worried that we're breaking the law we actually checked it out and we're we're good so we just <laughs> wanted to not a good thing for a church to be doing what that kind of stuff and so um so that, that that's just to say that so last week we talked about peace Ash, ashley did a good job pastor ashley uh preaching about about peace uh and this week as you've heard we're going to kind of talk uh, about hope um, and we're kind of working with this, this movie. How many, how many of you have ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? 
Yeah, yeah, just about everybody. If you haven't, you'll want to see it. Watch it again. I hadn't watched it in a long time, and when I went back and watched it, uh, it, it was really, really great, and, I, and I've loved it. We're kind of talking about that. Uh, one other thing I should say, probably just let me pause right for just a second. Some of you will want to know. I had my surgery a few weeks ago to remove the tumor in my leg. It went really, really well. The doctors were pleased. Uh, they took the margin. Yeah. So thanks, thanks be to God, okay? My whole, my whole cancer experience has been nothing short of miraculous, and that is praise to God, amen? You know, so uh, that, that all, that went well. In fact, the, the whole thing went so well that I felt really good, and so last Sunday I was doing all kinds of stuff because I love Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. By Wednesday, my leg had swelled. By Thursday, the doctor was chewing me out, and so that's why I'm sitting. I'm trying, I am trying to be good, okay? That's, that's a stretch for me. God's teaching me some patience, so uh, I'm going sit, to sit today. So anyway, back to more interesting things, like It's a Wonderful Life. Um, a part of this movie is there's some really great spiritual themes that really apply to Christmas. We can kind of find all of those themes in it. Uh, and, and the idea of hope or loss of hope is kind of central to the whole kind of movie. You'll remember George Bailey is kind of the starring a character in all of that, and he starts out as a young man wanting to see the world. How many of you wanted to see the world when you were young? How many of you still like to see the world? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and, and so he wants to see the world, but then, you know, and go to college, and, and his dad has this kind of scraping along savings and loan that, that struggled, and, and it turns out he's going to have to stay to kind of take care of that. You know, and then he had an opportunity maybe to go to college, but then his brother kind of achieved a bunch of stuff, and so his brother got to go instead of him. And, and he just keeps doing the right thing and keeps getting disappointed. Things just keep going wrong, and it, it just seems like, I do the right thing, and bad things happen. He got stuck in this small town. You know, life is kind of, kind of moving on, and, and it was hard for him. And the, the clip I want to show you is they've come all the way up to Christmas Eve, right? And the bank examiner has showed up to audit the books. Now, why a bank examiner would show up to audit the books on Christmas Eve, other than they're just mean, I don't know. But they, they, they did, you know, and, and so in this clip, they, they're kind of getting ready for this audit, uh, and, and what's going on is they've had a, a big time, you know, big payments. And so um, his uncle, uh, who is a, a great guy, but not the sharpest, you know, knife in the, in the rack there, um, goes to the bank to, to make a, a deposit of, of like 7,000 bucks, which was way a lot of money back uh, then. And, and it kind of all goes wrong uh, in all of that. And we find, well, let, let's watch it together. Uh, good morning, Mr. Bailey. Good morning, Horace. Uh, I guess you forgot something. Huh? You forgot something. What? Well, aren't you going to make a deposit? Oh, sure, sure I am. <laughs> well, then it's usually customary to bring the money with you. Huh? Oh, shucks. <laughs> I, 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 uh, how about that finger there? Huh? Anyway. Bailey. Did you put the envelope in your pocket? 
Yeah, right. oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe. I don't want any maybe. We've got to find that money. I'm no good to you. Uncle Billy, look, I... do you realize what's going to happen if we don't find it? Listen to me. Do you have any secret hiding place here in the house? Someplace you would have... Someplace you hide the money. I've come over the whole house, even in rooms that have been locked since I lost Laura. Listen. Listen to me. Thank you. I can't think anymore, George. I can't think anymore. It hurts. Where's that money, you silly, stupid old fool? Where's that money? Do you realize what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. That's what it means. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. So you still think killing yourself would make everyone feel happier, eh? Well, I don't know. I guess you're right. I suppose it'd been better if I'd never been born at all. What'd you say? I said I wish I'd never been born. Poignant moment, actually. Uh, and pretty much the way it is for people who have lost hope. And so here's what I know for sure about hope. Hope is essential to life. Without it, people don't even want to live. I mean, you can be alive biologically, but, but whatever it is that makes life, life is gone when we don't have hope. And, and the, the loss of hope is, is just one of the most powerful, disturbing sorts of things that can, can happen to us. And, and, and I will tell you that in this last year with the whole cancer thing, I've learned a lot about hope. Uh, and more than just the intellectual sorts of things I, I learned uh, about it when I went to seminary, but, but just I experiencing it. And, and so here's one of the things that's kind of happened for me. Some of you have noted this, that they say, man, you, you know, you really handled the cancer pretty well. It was a really bad diagnosis, you know. And, and now we're kind of in the place where we're seeing the miracle, so it's a little easier. But in those early days, there was just something very, very positive in all of that. And it, wa it wasn't just you. It was a lot of the medical staff would say to me, man, you're really, you're really doing this really well. I had, even had a nurse who was a supervisor and she had to do one of my follow-ups. She didn't normally do a lot of patient contact. When she got done with the kind of the follow-up, she said, man, if they were all this good, I'd go back to patient contact. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good, you know? And so I have pondered this a lot. And you've seen the, the hashtag I use with social media, I trust God. And I've kind of thought, what, what is it? What, why, why is there this thing in me? And it really has come down to this. I have hope in God. 
And because my hope is in God, there's this, there's this peace at the bottom of, of my soul that I, that I can't explain. And, and it really all comes back to this idea uh, of hope. And so this morning I want to talk a little bit about what hope looks like and, and why it's important. And, and before I do that, I need to kind of make a little distinction between peace and hope. They, they, they work in concert with one another, but, but they're different in some ways. And so here's what I want you to know, uh, and that is... Um, that peace is something you have, hope is something you do. I know that you're like, what? You know, because we always say, do you have hope? You know, like, like it's a thing we have. But when we look at it biblically, that's not the case. Peace is something you have. God gives you peace. God gave me peace, even though potentially I was looking at the end of my life. But hope is something you do. Peace is a gift from God. Hope is a way of living. It's a way of living in the world. I, I will live with hope in God. It's a task. And so over and over again, the question becomes, what do you put your hope in? You, you, you trust something. You put your hope in something. So, so for a lot of people in, in the last year, I have met a lot of people who have put their hope in medicine, right? Because they're very sick. And so they, they put their hope in, they trust there. And then when it didn't work out and things weren't going well, and I ran into a number of people for whom, barring a miracle from God, they were coming to the end of their life. Then they began to get disappointed and discouraged. And, and, and it really began to get, and they're like, how can you be like positive when you very well may die? And the truth of the matter is the answer is because my hope is not in medicine. I believe in medicine. Don't misunderstand me. My mother would kill me to have anything less than that. But I, I, I believe in medicine. But I believe God works through medicine, and I believe God is the healer of all things. Amen? And, and people who are in the, the medical profession, there are a lot of you in here, I think you have the spiritual gift of healing. Interesting in the Bible, the gift of miracles and the gift of healing are two different things, which means that there, there's healing that happens that's not miraculous in the classic sense, right? God has worked through all, all of that. Some people put their, their, their hope in money, their, their bank accounts, and that, that's where their hope is, and then the greatest recession since the Depression comes along and they lose hope. There are lots of people that lost hope during that time because their, their hope was in money. Some people put it in education, you know. I, I can just be more, more, more clever, yeah, can you tell? I have a lot of education. Uh, I, I can be clever, I can be better than other people, than, you know, and they lose hope. Or other people, they put it in other people, and then people betray them or let them down, and they, they lose hope. Some people put it in religion, not relationship, but in religion, and they get let down. Some people put it in politics. I have no idea why, but some people put their hope in politics, and boy, will that let you down in a heartbeat, you know. And I don't mean to make fun of that, but I am telling you, politicians are not going to save us, Amen. It's the King of Kings and the, the Lord of Lords. And so here's what I know about this. Um, oops, hit the wrong button. Uh, God gives you peace when you put your hope in Him. That makes sense. You put your hope in Him, and because my hope isn't in medicine or money or education or other people or religion or politics, it is in Christ. I had this deep sense of peace because I trust God. Amen? And in fact, Psalms talks about this a lot. Uh, Psalm talks about this idea of putting your hope in something. And I'm just going to give you a couple of verses just kind of to illustrate this. But uh, one of them is Psalms uh, 146. Uh, let's see here. Can you hit the next slide? There we go. Blessed is he who help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Right? See, they put their hope in the Lord. They could have put it other places, but they put their hope in the Lord, and, that, and then they are blessed. 
And then another one is, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? So this guy's talking to himself, basically. Why am I feeling this way? Hope in God. So now he's really talking to himself. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And you see the transition from my hope has not been in God, so, so I'm downcast and I, I'm in turmoil. And when I put my hope in God, then, then I praise him and, and I realize my salvation is with him. And so there's this, this huge change. So get, I just you need to get this. Hope is something you do. It's not just something you have. And so the verse I really want us to look at this morning is Romans 15, 13. If you have your Bibles, you can look it up. Uh, and, and this is one I often use as a benediction because it's so powerful. And it has become so powerful for me in the last year. You're probably going to hear it a lot. So just go ahead and get used to it and, and memorize it. But let me put it up on the screen. Uh, and it says this. It says, may the God of hope. Aren't you glad our God is a God of hope? May the God of hope. Fill you with all joy, and we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about holy party, amen? Okay, come back next week. And peace, we talked about that last week, as you trust in him. You put your trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a great verse? Everybody should memorize this verse. So let's talk just a little bit about this word of, of trust in him. Or for some of you, you have a translation that says, as you believe. And there's a reason for that. Um, and that this word here is pistua. Pit, say pistuo. Pistuo. Say, try it again. Pistuo. Good. So um, the, the word is the idea that it's, it's sometimes translated believe, sometimes translated faith. But the underlying root meaning is to entrust something. So sometimes we talk about faith like it's a, a thing. You know, if you just have enough faith, you can get God to do what you want him to do, right? You, you hear that sort of thing, you know, believe more and, and you'll do that. And that's really not what faith is. Faith is actually the business of trusting God with, with your life. Believing, you believe in God, you trust in God, you entrust something totally and completely and without reservation, no plan B. That's what, that's what the, the word means. And the best illustration I think out of life I have of this is marriage. When, when Jody and I got married, I entrusted her with everything I had, all $12. It was, it was a big deal, you know, because we were poor, and she was still in school, and, and you know, at, she's on the bank account, she's on the cars, you know, all of that. Not only that, with my life, she seems to think that she has a vote in what we do, you know? In fact, her vote probably trumps my vote, you know. She sleeps next to me every night. She could kill me if she wanted to, you know. It may have crossed her mind a time or two, you know. Well, I totally and completely, I have no defense against her. I absolutely have entrusted her with everything. I have faith in her. I have belief in her. My hope in this world and in how this life goes is in Jody. Does that make sense? That I, I, I entrust, I've entrusted her with everything. And part of the difficulty when we talk about hope in the church is that the, the, the Greek word and the English word are very, very different. The, the English word for hope tends to be about uncertainty or, or maybe wishful thinking, right, sometimes? So like, I hope the Seahawks win this afternoon. How am I say Amen. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all hope that's going to happen, but we're not entirely certain, although we're pretty certain it'll involve a heart attack ending of some sort, but that much we know for sure. 
because that's just kind of their thing. But, but the Greek word that gets translated into hope, that, that level of uncertainty isn't there. It's actually quite certainty. It's, it's certain. It's more the idea of something that is not yet fulfilled. And so the best example I have of this is, is children at, at Christmas. How many of you have, have had or do have small children or been with small children at Christmas? All of you, everybody, you know, whether you have them or not, that sort of thing. It, it's so much fun to have kids at Christmas because for us, we would always put the, the presents under the tree, right? You know, so they could see them growing. And this growing expectation of Christmas to come and Christmas morning, there was a hope that they would get presents and that they could open their presents on Christmas morning. It wasn't uncertain. It was certain, but it was not yet fulfilled. And that's what hope means in the original language. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, as you put your hope in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is there anybody that is more hopeful than a seven-year-old on the day before Christmas? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that, that's it. it. And, and so it's so much a part of us. And so let me give you, though, one more clarification that, that I need that's important with this word hope. Uh, and that is this. Uh, well, hope, let me just go on. Hope is the act of living all in with God. Hope is the act of living all in with God. It's putting all of our trust in him. Nothing held back. No plan B. If God fails me, it's all over. All is lost. There's no backup plan. There's no redundancies. It's God or nothing. That is hope in God. Yeah, sounds kind of dangerous, doesn't it? But what else are you going to do? You think it's more dangerous to put your hope in God or to put your hope in money? You think it's more dangerous to put your hope in God or to put your hope in friends? You think it's more dangerous to put your hope in God or put your hope in politicians? Well, that's a gimme. But you see what I'm saying? It, it's all in with him. And this is counter to our culture because our culture says, you know, diversify. If you go to a financial planner, they'll tell you, don't put all your money in one place to diversify. And that, that's probably good advice when it comes to finances. But it comes to life and your eternal soul. It's all in with God. And, and so this idea of, of, of we, trust, we trust God. And, and now um, uh, the, the dangerousness of this. Now that little nuance I, I wanted to make, and that is... Uh, this. Um, next slide. There we go. Hope is not believing God will give me what I want, but that God will give me what is best. Okay, This is an important nuance, because sometimes when you put, especially when you put hope in the wrong thing, if, if you don't get it, you get disappointed. And so one of the things I told you when I started hashtagging everything, I trust God, was I, it wasn't that I trusted God to heal me, although it does appear that he has done that. I trusted God no matter what. And if my life was to come to an end shortly, I still trust God. I would go to the grave with trusting God and my hope in the resurrection. Amen. One of the things I love about our faith is even when death wins, death loses. You know, because of what God has, has done for us in, in so many ways. And the best way I, I can talk about that, hope is not believing God will give you give me what I want, but that God will give me what is best, is, is that, that hope is relational. Hope is parental, if you will. All of you who are parents understand that if you're going to be a good parent, you have to give your children what they need, not what they want. Amen? And it is joyous when what they need and what they want comes together at the same time. Amen? Yay! 
but it doesn't always. And sometimes you have to give them what they need, sacrificing what they want. And so it is with our relationship with God. Sometimes God is going to give you what you need, even though you don't want it. Yeah, nervous laughter, no amens, you know, kind of... Okay, I wonder how the church down the streets do it. I like, you know. But, but that is the truth of the matter. And so the best place for a child to put their hope is in their parents. Amen? And the best place for us to put our hope is in our heavenly parent, in our, in our Father who is in heaven. And so hope is not believing God will give me what I want. I don't want you to hear that today. That if you put your hope in God, your cancer will be cured or your financial decisions will be, be all taken care of or, or whatever it is that's caused you to lose hope. You've lost hope because you put your hope in the wrong thing. But I'm telling you, if you put your hope in God, you will be surprised what he does. And how he works in so many ways. So let me ask you this question. My question to you is not, do you have hope? But will you put your hope in God? Because you all have hope. It may not be placed in the right thing, but you all have hope. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's in your spouse. Maybe it's in the fill in the blank. Where have you put your hope this morning? Yes, this is the uncomfortable part of the sermon. I want you to think about it because it's important. Your cleverness, or education, or resources, or relationships, or law, or government, or power, those will all fail you one day. Only hope in God sustains you to the end. And I know this because I've had the brush with death. I've had that time where I had to say, okay, Lord, it's time to put my life in order in case this is the end. And I am here to tell you, God was there. And I had hope. And, and the joy I had in the midst of that wasn't fake. That was from God, because I'm telling you, I could not muster that. It came from him. Putting our hope in God is, pays huge dividends when all else fails. Because when you get to the very bottom and everything else is stripped away, there is God. My best friend in the world runs a large rescue mission in Kansas City, and so he spends a lot of time with homeless people, and um, he was spending time with uh, a man who was in recovery who had had a very, very successful uh, career, uh, and before alcohol and drug addiction got a hold of him, he had a bad marriage that went south, and he had placed all of his hope in that, and when that went south, he began to cope and discouraged and down, and, and you kind of know the scenario, ended up on the streets of Kansas City, and got connected with Kansas City Rescue Mission and got in recovery and, and discovered God and his life was changed. He was still in that process and my friend was sitting down kind of talking with him and they got to talking about, you know, the change in his life when he put his hope and his trust in, in God. And he said something to my friend that, that's really stuck to me. He said, uh, having been to the bottom, he said this. Uh, next, next slide. He said, uh, oh, sorry, that's a, have, have you put your hope in? Uh, but uh, next slide. When all you have is God, you discover that God is all you need. When all you have is God, and he had been to the bottom, he was literally living on the streets of Kansas City, drug addicted, alcoholic, everything had been stripped away, you discover all you need is God. 
Most of you in this room already know this. Most of you who have experienced uh, Christ in relationship with him, you have hope in God. And maybe it hasn't been tested like it has been for me and, and for some others, but your heart resonates with this. When I, when I say put your trust in God, you're like, yeah, that, that's right. And, and you pass through this Advent Christmas season trusting God and, and celebrating what God has done. You're looking forward to next Sunday when we holy party and we, we talk about joy and, and all of that. You, you experience this. But can I be frank, when life starts crashing down for people who don't know Christ, they become George Bailey. It looks like everything is lost. And I know with all of my heart, next slide, that our world is in desperate need for real hope. Real hope. Uh, next slide. Um, oh, sorry. That's, you're good. Leave that up there. Okay, so Jesus came to offer hope to our world in this fallen, broken world. Jesus came that everyone might have real hope. Amen? Not, not just you and, and me, but, but everyone. I, I believe with all of my heart, Jesus is the hope of the world. Amen? Let's say that together. Jesus is the hope of the world. Let's say it again. Jesus is the hope of the world. Woohoo, you should all be up dancing, you know, or something. I don't know. Because that, that's really good news. Jesus is the hope. Of, Jesus is your hope. Jesus is your children's hope. Jesus is your grandchildren's hope. Mine's coming in April. Praise God. You know? <laughs> so. But you know what? Jesus is the hope for your neighbor whose marriage has fallen apart. Jesus is the hope for your, your friend who's losing his job. Jesus is the hope for your coworker whose whose life is falling apart. Jesus is the hope. Well, Jesus is the hope for your enemy. Jesus is the hope, and it is in trusting him that we discover that. Jesus, in fact, came that everyone might have real hope. God's got this. In fact, hope is so important and so important that we share it. That uh, second, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 says uh, this. Uh, let me see if I can get this. There we go. Um, three things remain or are permanent. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Think about that. There's only three things when everything else has passed away. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. And the single most loving thing you can do for anyone is to give them faith that leads hope and I, I just really want this I need you to get this you guys have experienced God's hope but we live in a world that is surrounded with people that don't and Christmas is a particularly difficult time therapists will tell you that people come come crashing in at that time because they're reminded of all the things they don't have I will tell you as a pastor the office visits are, are uptick and even people in the community that want to come and see me and talk to me because they realize that there's something missing in their life and they need the hope that Jesus Christ has and so uh, it is is my prayer that, that that we will be a church that shares hope with the world around us Ooh, let me try that again it is my prayer that we will be a church that shares hope with the world around us. Amen. And you know what the number one symptom that they put their hope in the wrong thing is? Fear. They know there's something wrong. They put it in money and it's going good now, but there could be another recession. They, they put it in medicine, but, but they know that it might not work out. They, they put it in whatever they put it in, and they know, or it's already crashing down. 
And in your world, there are some people out there that are fearful that don't know Jesus. You know what they really need? They don't need a better stock market. They need faith in Christ. They need to put their trust in Jesus. Amen? That's what they need, the hope that is found in Jesus Christ, who's the hope of the world, because hope changes everything. Everything. Isaiah 40, 31 says this so uh, powerfully. Um, next slide. Uh, hmm, okay. Uh, lot, lots of people in, the, in your circle of influence need hope. Okay, I'm skipping around in my notes a little bit here. Okay, next slide. Here we go, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord... Let's stop right there. There's who hope in the Lord, those who put their trust in God, will renew their strength. Does that sound like someone who's lost hope, what they need? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is so powerful. This is what hope does. It restores life. It restores that life that Christ talked about. He said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. That's hope talk. The knowledge that Christ can do something powerful uh, in our lives is so important. And for followers of Jesus Christ, this is our good news. Who in your circle of influence needs hope? I'm pushing you today. We need to be a church that shares the good news. You do not have to worry about the results, you know. It's unlikely they're going to fall on their knees and say, tell me about Jesus. But I'm telling you, if you say God can make a, life, a difference in your life because he made a difference in my life, that is so powerful. Put your hope in God. So I have an assignment for you. Two things uh, this, this Christmas season. Next uh, slide. Uh, two, two action steps. Number one, let's get the next, first one up there. Put your hope in Jesus. If you're here this morning and your hope is not in Jesus, if you don't have faith in Christ, put your trust in him. I, I want you this morning to find that. We're going to sing in a little bit, and, and I'm going to pray for you before we do that. If you would just say, Lord, I put my hope in all the wrong things. This morning on this second Sunday of Advent, I want to put my hope in you. It'll change your life. And I would encourage you to do that. Just ask him to come in and say, I'm trusting you. I'm on board with you. If you fail me, all is lost, but I'm, I'm with you. And then the next slide. Before Christmas, share hope with someone who needs it. If our musicians could come. I, I want to challenge you. I have been praying for you that God would put someone in your life that you would recognize needs hope. And that Christ would prompt you, prompt you to speak to them. In fact, I... If, if you're already a regular part of this church, I'm going to exercise a little pastoral privilege here. I've been praying that the Lord would make you uncomfortable until you do share with them. Just my little Christmas blessing for all of you. Because people need hope, amen? And we know who the hope of the world is. Trust God. Trust God and share the good news of hope in Jesus Christ. And he can change our worlds.